0: Are you taking advantage of these business tax credits? Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Eric Powers with Sky Blue Wealth, back with you once again to talk financial planning and retirement, and we try to have a good time while doing so. Now what will be the hot topic for today? Well, I almost went down a YouTube rabbit hole on a tax vote coming up, but I pulled myself together, I caught myself, and watched something more civil, a cage fight. Seriously though, I did grab a great topic, and hopefully we get through all the material I've gathered up for you. So first, please hit that follow button and subscribe, and we'll get going on this thing. I've got five small business tax credits to discuss that you may not know anything about or the details may have escaped your attention. The electric vehicle tax credit, for example, I dug through the information and learned a good bit more myself. Let's start with something called the work opportunity tax credit. Again, all of these laws and bill proposals sound like cotton candy filled clouds. If title solved problems, the US would have zero issues. Okay, anyways, this tax credit was made to encourage the hiring of people with a barrier entry to the workforce. So this includes, but isn't limited to, workers who have been previously incarcerated, or people with disabilities, veterans, and residents of low-income communities. Many people deserve a chance to show what they can do, and some need a second chance. I know this hits home for a lot of you listening. Hire a vet and get a tax credit. That's a win-win. So how much is the credit? The maximum is about 2,400 bucks, according to bizjournal.com. And the breakdown is this, the worker must work 400 hours minimum the first year hired for the business owner to get 40% of up to a $6,000 tax benefit. With the labor crisis, this program is one that's well worth checking out, guys. By the way, look for all the links to all of these programs in our show notes. Moving along to number two on our list is the Federal Insurance Contributions Act, or FICA, tip credit. That's right tips. So it's a restaurant industry related program. And even though other industries do get some tips too, you guys are after all tipping your dog walker or your cat sitter, right? According to this article, though, this tip credit is only for food and beverage service sectors. And it looks like this program gets criticized for leaving out other workers and also for not being a real incentive for restaurant owners to report all tips, which proponents argue that it actually does help with. Those for it say that it boosts tax compliance. Plus, They say that it helps ensure those workers get full credit towards Social Security, which is based upon reported income over the years. And yes, you're right. How much incentive is there for a 20-year-old to report cash tips if they don't believe Social Security will have two nickels to rub together in 45 years when these youngsters retire? The incentive to stay clear of audits should be incentive enough, I say. But again, this program is meant for business owners. The article says that the larger the businesses, think chain franchises, for instance, They're the ones mainly taking advantage of this tax credit. Why? Just a guess, lack of awareness by smaller business owners. And I can see a barbecue shack that's cash only. Yes, they still exist. I saw one on a travel show the other day and got really hungry. Places like that, you can imagine they're not bothering with such a program. Lots of old school folks out there, believe it or not. What do we have at number three? Okay, this one is time sensitive, the Employee Retention Credit, the ERC. You may remember this one from the start of COVID. It was an incentive to keep employees working. The idea was that the business owners who got PPP loans should use those funds to keep workers busy somehow, even if the business was closed. Did that make sense in some cases? Well, no, and neither did letting scammers rake in tons of cash with these loans, like the guy who bought a Lamborghini with all of his ill-gotten government checks. I think I heard about another guy who was buying exotic animals with money meant for his business, which was completely made up. Now, according to this article, the American Rescue Plan Act extended and expanded the ERC to include up to 70% of $10,000 in qualifying wages per employee per quarter in 2021 for the first three quarters. Yes, 2021 is long gone, but for those filing taxes late or amending returns, this tax credit could be something to explore. Just be warned, the IRS is warning business owners about scams. Scammers are out there charging upfront fees to help you, supposedly, get signed up for the ERC. You know how that expression goes? If it sounds too good to be true, then it usually is. Oh, and if that person talks a lot and really fast, same thing. That's just something that I've noticed over the years, guys. All right, the dates for this, reading from irs.gov, are March 13th, 2020 to December 31st, 2021. Eligible taxpayers can claim an ERC on the original or amended employment tax return for the period within those dates. So, of course, talk to your tax professional or give us a call on this tax credit program because time is running out. Next up is number four, and then we'll close out with number five, electric vehicles. First, we have the research and development tax credits. It's not your typical fluffy bill name on the one hand. Real shocker. But get this, the Inflation Reduction Act doubled this tax credit. It jumped from $250,000 to $500,000. It's refundable and it's applied against payroll taxes and begins next year in 2023 and can include a variety of business expenses. So again, the name of this one is Research and Development Tax Credits, and it includes product development and improvement, including processes, and software is also a qualified expense. So hopefully out of all this, somebody builds a better mouse. Oh, one note, I saw this from Forbes related to what justifies improving a product or process, end quote. The improvement must be related to product's performance and not simply a matter of cosmetics, taste, or fashion. Perhaps the best example of qualifying expense would be those incurred to develop and test prototypes. This tax credit is a fit for companies with payroll, obviously. And the 500000 is a tempting number. You just want to be sure you're tax compliant on this and with any other tax avoidance strategies, of course. Now we have every politician's favorite topic. Well, they fight over everything, but it does seem like electric vehicles stay in the political news cycle 24/7. So, our last tax credit program is the electric vehicle tax credit for businesses. I have a few sources for this info: IRS.gov and the Biz Journal article I mentioned, and CNBC ran an in-depth piece on the tax program as well. The Inflation Reduction Act had inside of it a tax credit for up to $7,500 or $40,000. What's the difference? It's key. The largest tax credit of $40,000 is for vehicles over 14,000 pounds. So not a soccer mom van. Think of dump trucks and similar heavy-duty vehicles like that. The $7,500 is on the consumer side, and the forty k is for the commercial tax credits. So remember on this one, it reads up to these amounts. And there's no rush on these tax credits since it's slated to last until the end of 2032. But the sooner you take action on this, if you need vehicles... The sooner you get the tax savings, obviously. Just as an FYI, companies that build charging stations could get up to 100000 in tax credits. Let me back up a second. About the size of the truck making the big difference, trucks that qualify for the up to $40,000 credit are class size 4 and above, according to CNBC. So that made me dig a little bit deeper, and it turns out that class 3 through class 8 trucks make up less than 5% of the total number of US vehicles on the road. That sounds to me like lots more of the smaller $7,500 tax credits are going to be utilized. More on that in a second, though. There is some good news on the commercial side, though. The business credits don't only apply to trucks or passenger vehicles. They count for electric mobile machinery, including for construction, manufacturing, processing, farming, mining, drilling, and timbering. And you may have noticed this like I have. There are a lot more battery-powered lawnmowers that are showing up on commercial and landscape crews lately. So even heavier equipment could become a trend, we just don't know how quickly that'll arrive because of the capital expense that goes into it. Plus, you talk to a guy who's been running a bulldozer for 20 years, he's probably had a better idea of how batteries on a dozer will work than any politician would. Now back to the consumer side. Now let's flip back over to the consumer side. Even though more of these types of vehicles are on the road, this article notes a lot of stipulations on qualifying for the tax credit. They claim that businesses don't have as many stipulations. If you ask me it's kind of strange to stipulate too much on either side because the push is to move fossil fuel engines aside in favor of battery-powered ones so anyways let me break down the consumer vehicle restrictions one is that you can't use the consumer credit in addition to the business credit another restriction is that final assembly of the car must occur in north america i know it sounds on the surface like a good rule for workers here But check out our blog post, Deep Dive on the EV Tax Credits, and see why this restriction should be tweaked. The link is in the show notes. The next stipulation is the income caps. No electric vehicle tax credit for you if your modified adjusted gross income is $150,000 and above for taxpayers filing single. The income cap for others is $225,000 for head of household and $300,000 for married filing joint. These caps apply to your income this year or last year using the lower of those two another restriction to be aware of is that sedans that retail for over fifty five thousand dollars just aren't eligible and neither are vans suvs or trucks over eighty thousand again these stipulations are for the consumer tax break not the commercial tax break according to the cnbc article i was referring to hey the way vehicle prices have shot up in the past two years i wonder how many vehicles are eligible for those price limits anyways so I pulled a list of the most popular electric vehicles pricing, and I'll run through them with you. U.S. News has three cars listed under $35,000. That's the Chevy Volt, the Nissan Leaf, and the Mini Cooper, the hardtop. The Leaf had the lowest price tag for the base model. Their luxury car list ranged from $77,000 to $104,000 on base models of Mercedes, Lucid Air, and Tesla. But get this: the Lucid Air, which I've never heard of. The high end of the model jumped from $77,000 to $169,000. I'm certain it must have this magical milkshake mixer that pops up from the cup holder. Also, electric SUVs were listed in the $40,000 category, and Cadillac had a luxury SUV in the low $60,000 range. We can't leave off trucks, but Car & Driver notes that only three electric truck models are available for 2022. A GMC Hummer, where the base is $110,000, a Rivian with the starting price of about $68,000, and finally an F-150 Lightning with a much lower base price of just under $42,000. Judging from all those cars and truck options, it seems like consumers who want to have the tax credit can fit in under the pricing restrictions. You just may have to order one with roll-up windows. Well, we did make it all the way through the list, and I told you the electric vehicle tax credit had a lot of details in it, and it affects you more than other programs since most of us own vehicles. So to quickly recap, oh, and any questions, please reach out to me as always. Now, the first tax credit program was the Work Opportunity Program, a great way to save money on taxes and help those needing hand to get a chance, especially if finding good workers is an issue for you. Next, we covered the Federal Insurance Contributions Act, which affects those who own a restaurant or bar perhaps. And then we talked about the Employee Retention Credit. It began with COVID and time's running out on that one, so do speak to your tax professional as soon as possible if you think that you're eligible. And our fourth tax credit was the research and development program. There are massive numbers involved in this plan. Lots of possibilities, but pitfalls too, if you're not doing the stipulated research slash development that the IRS has laid out. And last we covered in depth, the electric vehicle tax credit for consumers and businesses, which goes into effect in 2023. Guys, you know, it takes money to make money and it takes tax planning to keep more of that money. So invest in tax planning as much as you can. I'm here when you need to talk about any tax planning or other financial planning concerns that you've got. Give me a call today, and I can't thank you enough for listening to this episode. Have a tremendous rest of your day. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor.